We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and Ba-da-da. welcome Ba-da-da. in to No Other Pod or Sports Center. I thought it was No Other Pod. <laughs> it might be Sports Center. Um, that's news to me. Um, I- I'm Jimmy, and uh, Mr. Sports Center behind me. That's uh, that's Dan. Dan, what's up? Yo, bro, what's up, man? You are uh, apparently leaving us for uh, Major League Soccer now. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I did. You got, they let you uh, out of the box, though, on Sunday. You, they let you out of the box. Well, see, that's the thing is, I didn't want to be out of the box on Sunday because it was 81,000 degrees in Kansas City. Um, mm. But I was down on the field uh, doing on-site coverage for Major League Soccer social media, um, which is a it's a fun little gig. I get to do it from time to time. I've done it a, a few times now. When they need a a person in Kansas City to to run their accounts, they send me an email and uh, I, I get out there and, and do it for them. Um, it's it's a little nerve wracking because Children's Mercy Park does not have the best cell reception when there's twenty thousand people in there all snapping things away. Um, so I'm always nervous, but that's it's, true. Uh, it's 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 a fun time. Um, that's why they pay you the big bucks. It's not big bucks, but it's it's some bucks. So oh, is it really? Um, that's awesome. It's it's a it's a little bucks. Um, you know some some allocation funds. Um, no, not really, but that Jimmy um, sunscreen allocation fund. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I had a whole bottle of very strong sunscreen with me because I am a very, um, fair skinned person who gets sunburned in about five minutes if I'm in the sun and it was very sunny on uh, Sunday and I was down on the field. That's Um, true. When you come, when you came over, I had to make sure to turn off all the lights. I didn't want you to get burnt. That's true. And I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, to, to answer one of our questions right off the bat, Bob and we've asked me if I did get sunburned, um, cause he, he was, he saw me on the sidelines and was tweeting pictures of me to myself, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, that um, was great and kind of weird, but it was great. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, I see you, I, I, I see you, um, uh, I'm I, good news. Managed to not get sunburned, but part of that is because by the time the second half came around, I was in the shade. So, um, yeah, true. but it, it, it was a good time. Um, unfortunately, well that was 
not about the only good time I had at that game because the rest of the game, not the best, but, Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. uh, unravel the hell out of that. But for starters, dude, I got to give a shout out to our newest iTunes rating and review, man. Five stars. Do it. Of course. Do it. Uh, from, jo- from Johnny Strife. He said Johnny. some, <laughs> what are you saying right now? <laughs> I'm just being a hype man. I don't know. You're getting hype. He says uh, some funny. Beep. Keep it up, guys. It's a I'm family just gonna show. assume. I'm gonna assume that says shit. Some funny shit. But uh, he's not wrong. We're uh, we're doing a good job. And uh, whether you think so or not, we know we are. But hey, go give us a iTunes rating and review. <laughs> All right, we would love one. We just passed fifty. And that's kind of a milestone in my mind. I was kind of excited about it because now we got to make the run for a hundred, man. Um, we need we need those ratings and reviews, guys. I don't know if that helps us get discovered or helps us uh, let more people hear the pod, but it sure does make us feel good. All right, it's, yeah. we, we go home at night, we feel nice. So please help us out. I'm already home, so but I do feel nice. <laughs> so that's good. Hey, did you move? Uh, did you move already? Not not yet. Next week. Next week. Next week. Ooh. Yeah. But we're I'm uh I'm surrounded by boxes right now. So nice. That's cool. You're growing um, up in front of our eyes. I know. Just uh Ooh. canceled my uh Time Warner internet today, which actually was a very good feeling because I do not like them. So what are you, you gonna gotta, go with now? Gotta get that Google Fiber. Dude, you should. So, That's what we had when yeah. we were there. It was fantastic. Yeah, gotta gotta go for that Google Fiber. Our apartment here would not let us have it, but now we're getting a house, so we gonna get on that. Oh um, man, this podcast is gonna be so good with the connection. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep doing the podcast, and I might be a little stressed, but you know, it'll it'll all be good. Um, yeah, keep doing it, please, because no one wants to hear a uh, Dan Kuzer solo pod. That that would not be good. I I don't know. People people might want to hear that. You you got Bruh. some fans following you. Uh, uh, you might. That'd just be a lot of cursing and little karaoke breaks. That's all it'll be. I you know I would listen. So <laughs> I think uh, you know maybe we'll we'll do a special episode one day karaoke with Dan. Uh huh. We'll, yes, you never and know. then we'll find out random random impressions. I'm working on my uh, I'm working on my racist Roseanne impression right now. Oh my god, <laughs> we're topical. We are so topical. Well, yeah, pop culture. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, and uh, let's jump back into soccer. Um, although we may not want to with this game, but we're we're gonna do it. Um, oh, what do you do? Where do you start? So I guess we'll start off in that there were no goals. It was a 0-0 draw at home, um, which is not ideal. And Never uh, satisfying. I, no, not not for the fans, not for the players, certainly not for Peter Vermees. And we'll talk about some of his post-game comments in a, uh, a little bit. But um, I don't know. You you were watching on TV. So, so give, me, give me your impressions of, of what was going through your mind as this game unfolded all the way up until the final whistle. Um, well, I think Columbus is decent. I mean, that that's kind of what I took for starters. I also think Jossie Zardes is not as good as his numbers show, but I think we all really? kind of know that 
well, I mean, we all kind of know that his his goals have not been amazing. They've been a lot of poacher goals and tap-ins, and it's not like he's doing fantastic striker things. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I hear you. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, he hell, he couldn't even put a PK away, dude. Well, is that because of Jossie's artist not being good, or is that because of Tim Melia being amazing? I mean, that's great and all, but, I mean, come on. A striker's got to put a PK away. I mean, no, it's it's the number or the the chances are against the keeper every time. So when you don't score a PK, I, well, I mean, at least it wasn't a CJ Sapong one where he uh, missed the goal entirely this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Tim was amazing. But I, I'm just not impressed with Jossie. I'm very impressed with Zach Steffen. And if he's going to be the future of the national team, I'm I'm not upset about it. I I kind of like him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it was a really tough game to watch because, you know, coming into this game, we all knew that it was going to be pretty important because Columbus is one of the better teams in the East. They have arguably the best defense in, in all of MLS, which we already knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, supporter shield was on the line. I mean, like the, (laughs) to put us up there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was going to put us uh, pretty far. I mean, we're still in, still in first in the West. You know, got a point. So 25 points to LAFC's uh, 21. Um, but, you know, those those extra two points with, with a victory certainly would go a long way. Um, and, and, and then a red card happens. And you're like, we're, we're going to be up a man. Um, this, this certainly feels like it's, it's starting to go Sporting's way. And, and and then just I don't know s- slowly it just nothing ever really happened. There were there were no chances created that were ever really that dangerous from Sporting KC. I mean they got fifteen shots off total, only three of which were on target. Um, That's crazy. It just it it never felt like Sporting KC was was in rhythm. Um, they they look slow. I mean, it, of course it was hot, and that's gonna disrupt things. But they did look a little slow. They looked a little fatigued. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, it just seemed like that we weren't as fast as normal. Yeah, and, and and the way Peter put it is, he said he thought the team quote lacked urgency, which. I think yes. is like well yeah Peter they they did um, he says that they definitely dropped points tonight and that they they didn't deserve to win based off of the performance on the field but that they should have won especially after going um, going up a man um, but he also said something if if heat's an excuse we're about to find out what heat really is and I just assume that Peter's about to go work them at practice I mean he's gonna be oh yeah. He's gonna be whipping people and and making them <laughs> making them die out there. He was he was pretty upset with with what happened on the field. Um, yeah, he says the players will feel it over the next week for sure. And then someone asked if 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 he thought Heat had anything to do with it, and that's when he said, "Yeah, if it's the Heat, then we'll find out what Heat really is." And I was like, "Oh my god, that like, is terrifying." That means they're yeah, like the- <laughs> running. They're like, hey, I, go run to Overland Park and back. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, like, there was, like, an audible, like, kind of laugh, kind of, like, scared, like, just shuffling amongst the media like a- <laughs> when he said that. Because uh, we were like, 
oh my goodness, uh, he's about to kick some people's butts. Um, but he had a good point. Yeah. He's like, we got a lot of veterans on this team that the heat really shouldn't have mattered. So what's going on? These people have been in Kansas before. They know what heat feels like. Yeah, for sure. And 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 the other point that I thought was interesting that he made was someone asked him, you know, one, did you think it was a PK that when Melia, you know, got got the call against uh, Zardes? And two, should the team have capitalized on Melia uh, blocking that that PK? And he goes, oh, it was 100% a hundred percent a penalty. Like no doubt in yeah. his mind, it was a penalty. He said, Tim for comes sure. out there. Um, you know, does what he tries to do, but makes contact penalty. But then he said, you're, you're absolutely right. When the keeper steps up and makes a play like that, you have to, as a team, create that sense of urgency, jump on that momentum, and just run in, attack the box, especially being up a man, just keep attacking and attacking and attacking. And it never, ever really happened. Um, and it was, it was really disappointing to see. Um, so It was bad, I, dude, I but I'm, I'm seeing every game – I'm seeing every game that Roger looks more and more valuable to us. Like the things he's doing, except when he takes a shot, he does blast it out of the stadium every time. So there is that, but he's very valuable in every other sense. He does. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he does kind of like what Jimmy Madronda had done like for a yeah. number of years where like he, he sees a shot and like, yeah, like you're going to probably have to hit a worldie to, to, to make it, but you got to look. And, and then, yeah, he launches it like, 30 yards above goal and it's like oh was that really the best uh way we could have gone oh, with that yeah. possession everyone in the uh, crowd is like oh roger's shooting it everyone get down <laughs> duck um <laughs> yeah but um let, let's let's talk about the red card for for a little bit before we get into uh set slap um federico but, yeah speaking of roger um Federico Iguain uh, came in hard on a challenge. Sorry, yeah, they were chopping Roger down all day before this even happened. They were chopping him down, and Roger wasn't getting any calls. And so when this happened, this was a big deal. Yeah, I think they Rogers had a really good season, and I think especially after Felipe went down with an injury, um, you know, Johan stepped in and and, and filled in for for Felipe, but Johan is less of a a box to box midfielder like Felipe was and more of just a pure number 10 attacking midfielder. Um, so so when Felipe's not in there, I think Roger becomes that much more important as the link between Ilya and the defense and uh, Johan and the offense. Um, and I think you're right. It seemed like Columbus kind of, you know, had their eyes set on on taking out Roger. Um, but Federico came in and, and took him out in a studs-up challenge the weirdest thing to me was that this wasn't even called a foul at first. They just kept on playing and Roger was rolling right. all over the ground, holding his, his ankle. Well, uh, I think they were trying to say that he played advantage, but I don't even think the ref called it a foul and played advantage. I think he didn't call anything. Yeah. I didn't see an advantage like signal. Um, yeah. If that is what he, he called, he didn't at least to my eyes signify it very clearly. And, and granted I was at sort of a goal level you know, on the field, so I didn't have the best angle, but I certainly didn't think that it, it looked like there there was any sort of foul call. But I thought he just let play continue. Um, but then they went to VAR and he reviews it and 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 he gives us a straight red. And I saw some people on Twitter trying to argue that that was a harsh red. But I don't know, man. What do you think? I watched this and I'm like, that's a studs up challenge to the ankle. What else can you give? 
it definitely was. I mean, that's there's nothing else to say there. I mean, it uh, in real time, it's tough to see, but then then you slow it down. VAR takes a look at it, and it's like, oh yeah, it uh, that's that's a rip. Yeah, so that was the one instance when uh, when the VAR kind of worked as it should have, I guess, in, in this game. Um, there was another instance when VAR did not quite work as it should have. Um, it, it seemingly didn't work at all, and that is when Martinez from the Columbus crew full-on slapped Seth right across the face. Full wind up and everything. Right in the mouth. Seth down. He was down for a number of minutes and then eventually had to come out of the game. And he, you know, Seth even talked with the ref, Robert Sbiga, for for a, a, a pretty long time after he got up and was was exiting the field, basically like, what the hell, man? Like, dude, slapped me. That's a red card. And it didn't even get reviewed. Um Nope. So what's it's like what's he didn't want another is, red didn't want another red on his on his game resume or something like what the hell I'm thinking I, like I, yep here we go Vancouver game roll them yeah and and then at that point SKC would be up two men it'd be eleven to nine and 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 who knows what happens I'm not saying that that lack of a red card is the reason the Sporting lost because Sporting certainly didn't do any favors for themselves by playing well it would have uh, helped but but it it, it could have helped. Um, What's weird to me is Seth, after the game, like everyone wanted to know, hey, what happened? Tell us, you know, what what did the ref tell you? All, all this sort of stuff. And and, and Seth was, was kind of talking about it. And he was like, you know, I'm not really sure what happened or why Martinez slapped me. But all I know is that I'm running down the field. And, and next thing I know, I just feel this really hard smack across my face. And, uh, and he just goes down and and he's and people asked him like well well did he make contact because that was the excuse that some people were making is well he didn't make contact so that's like yeah he sure as hell made contact yeah um, why would he fall down if he didn't make contact Seth doesn't seem like the guy to embellish that kind of thing if he got hit in the face but even if he didn't no. make contact like that's still a red that he even swung at him like that's still a red Exactly. Violent conduct is, is classified as the use or attempted use or, or, or a strike or an attempted strike, the use of excessive force or the attempted use of excessive force. Even um, MLSsoccer.com, Andrew Wiebe was on there going over this call saying, yes, it should have been a red card. Um, what's so strange to me is Seth said that he was he was basically asking the ref on the field, like, what are you doing? He assumed that a review had been initiated, honestly, because he's like, there's no way that this wasn't scene and that this wouldn't be reviewed and Seth said the ref told him they didn't have video to review the slap which which we we're all, all watching know, the video right we all know is not true and all of the reporters were like we knew that was ridiculous because we had video of it on Twitter within two minutes of it happening and Seth was yeah. down from the field for more than two minutes uh, it's just and I know like some people are like well maybe you know the VAR doesn't have all of the angles that we get on TV right away, which I know for Bullshit. a fact they do because yes. a VAR official flat out told me they did two weeks ago. So there's really no excuse Dude. here. So what happens? Who's in trouble? Is there ever any kind of 
I mean, this isn't, this opens a huge VAR discussion. And is it good for the league? Is it bad for the league? And I think overall, you have to say, like, I mean, it's going to be good for the league, but these kind of things are going to happen too. You just can't scrap the whole project because something small happens like this. But do referees ever have to pay for their mistakes? Do they ever get in trouble for like not reviewing something like this or, or, making the wrong calls? Like, do they get fined such as a coach would if they, you know, Peter Vermees has been fined for like talking shit on the refs before. So like what happens in this scenario to the referees? Well, the most annoying thing about this whole thing is we don't know. Like we honestly don't know if a ref is ever punished or not. Like I assume there has to be a punishment of some sort, but the, the league and pro they're all so sensitive about, not only refereeing decisions, but especially VAR, that they never come out and admit mistakes, which I think is creating the exact opposite sort of feeling from the fans that they want. Like, if they came out and admitted, look, we made a mistake, this should have been a, a, a review, this should have been a red card, you know, the, the team that, that was the video uh, assistant referee, they're going to be, you know, suspended from doing referee duty for a game, and the head ref, he's, right. he's not going to be allowed to, to ref the next, you know, three MLS games, like something like that, be honest about it, then you know what? I think fans would be willing to give a little bit more leeway. Um, but this this lack of transparency almost creates this feeling, at least in my opinion, that like, they don't think they ever do anything wrong and they shouldn't ever have to answer for mistakes that we think they make because they don't make them. Like, do, do you get that feeling? I do get that feeling. And, and th- that same referee, didn't you, you texted me and told me that he was taunting the cauldron. Is that, is that right? It looked to me like, so I was sitting down there right in front of the cauldron. And if any of you, listeners out there saw this like please tweet us at no other pod at jcmax03 at dan Couser, because i'd love to get your perspective but i'm i'm sitting there and and the ball goes out for like a, a corner kick and i'm like what is he doing like who is he talking to he's looking out from the field into the stands and he's like doing this weird like nod sort of thing that you, you kind of see like like imagine a frat guy like is about to fight like someone looks at him wrong and he's like hey what's up bro like what are you looking at and he kind of does that like a nod thing guy. like like hey you want to fight but like not really but like you know kind of like just trying to act tough he's kind of doing that and saying like what what to the cauldron and I'm like what is going on and I look the behind best expression ever. and 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 there's there's some people in the cauldron like doing the VAR sign and he's like nah nah and just like starts laughing and shaking his head and I'm like why are you like taunting fans like watch the game and maybe you'd Mm. miss less calls it just it was the weirdest thing i've never seen like rarely you see players interact with fans when they're kind of like bantering back and forth i've never seen a referee interact with fans especially head referee mid-game like that's not yeah you don't do that i didn't really i didn't really like him for starters i think he's uh think he's too buff to be a referee I don't think you're allowed to be buff and be a soccer referee. So knock it off. And two, (laughs) referring to him as a frat guy (laughs) has me giggling really bad. (laughs) I mean, that's the, like, literally, like, I was like, why is he doing this, like, tough guy nod? Like, what what, what are you, what are you looking at? And I was like, what do you want? I'm about to, about to pound this natty light, you son of a bitch. Hold hold me back. Hold me back. Like, (laughs) hold me back while I go 
<laughs> you know, fight with sporting Sorry. Jesus? Like, come on now. Like, wizard baby? Like, <laughs> relax, dude. Oh, my gosh. I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, but, like, you know, in, in the NBA, the NBA releases a whole, like, rundown of the calls from, like, the last two minutes of the game or, like, calls that they got wrong and basically admit, like, hey, we, we got this wrong. Even the NFL sometimes is like, yeah, that should have been this penalty, and or we got that wrong. And no, I think that goes does al- not do that. No, but I I think that goes a long way toward establishing credibility because it's like, hey, yeah, we make mistakes, but at least we're acknowledging the mistakes and we're gonna try to work on ways to make it better. Not like, well, we don't know if they even know that they made a mistake because they never talk about it and get. Not only do they not talk about it, they get offended and refuse to answer questions, even from media, which happened this week when the pool reporter, who uh, is the only one that's allowed to ask the referee questions after the game, he's like the representative for everybody. The refs wouldn't even answer any of his questions because he wanted to ask about why they didn't review that play. So, Wait, who the hell is that? You, you have a you have a pool reporter like you you have to nominate a guy every week to go ask referees questions. It's usually someone that like MLSsoccer.com like hires to cover the match to do like really? you know coverage of it and, and they write the recap and everything. But and they can go they go ask questions and shit. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's always the MLSsoccer.com reporter. That's who it's been for Sporting KC. It might be just established reporters in other stadiums. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, there's usually one designated reporter. He, he's referred to as like the pool reporter, and and he's the one that asks really? or she could be a, a, a woman. Um, asks. Did he ask Sabiga anything? What what did, did he ask him any questions? He tried to, and he got shot down. And and since he wanted to ask about the Seth play and why it wasn't reviewed. They just said no questions at all. So he came back in and was like, there's going to be no, no pool questions. questions today because they're not going to even answer my questions because I wanted to ask about the the non-review. So Wow. Yeah. See, because they know they made a mistake. So they're like, nope, shut down the questions. We're not doing it. There's no transparency in this league. If someone gets fined, we don't know what the fine was for. Hell, we barely know what people are making or what their contracts are sometimes. You know what I mean? Nothing is transparent in this league. Yeah. And, and that's and it's that's exciting and pisses me off sometimes when Sabiga is over here. Oh my god, he just looks like some guy you don't want to He definitely roofies people at a bar. He definitely roofies <laughs> Oh my god. I'm not playing around. He's got a roofie face. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we are allowed to make that accusation. But I'm, um, not, I'm just saying that's that's definitely plausible. <laughs> um yeah. I, regardless, it it did it did not sit well, and 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 I think MLS wants to be like the showcase league for for VAR. Um, yeah. Good luck. And, and yes, we're we're the guinea pigs, and I think everyone understands that there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be changes. That's to be expected whenever you introduce something new. I think it's the lack of transparency and the lack of consistency from game to game that's so frustrating. And, and you know, we had an, a number of, of questions um, about VAR. And, and one of our listeners, Darren Meeker, he just asked flat out, would you rather have VAR as it is or just get rid of it entirely? So, I don't know. What do you think? No, I think I, I think I would rather have it as it is because – 
things have gone our way and things have gone against us. But I, I like to think if you're weighing positives and negatives, I like to think there's been more positives. It's just that in anything in life, the negative always seems to outweigh the positive. Even if there's more positives than negatives, the negative can can make it seem worse than it is. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this is going to oh, yeah. sting for a little bit, and <laughs> so is Seth's face. But <laughs> it'll it, it's you like to think it's going to get better. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Don't, don't you think it's better to have it than not at all? Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I guess the way I look at it is say we get VA, get rid of VAR altogether. Um, then you're missing that, like the set slap, you're, you're still missing it because they didn't see it in the first place anyway. Um, right. So that, that doesn't solve that problem. Um, Zlatan, Zlatan's still getting away with stuff with his big old slap, which hold on, right. let's weigh those. Which one's worse? The Zlatan or, or Sinovic getting slapped? Which one was a worse slap? For me, and I, I, do, I truly don't think this is me being biased. To me, the <sighs> the Sinovic slap is worse because oh, Zlatan... Yeah. He wound up. Right. He So Martinez wound up, full-on swiped Sinovic as he was chasing him down. Oh, yeah. I he didn't swiped see... him like a tender date. <laughs> I didn't see Sinovic do anything to sort of provoke it. And even if he had, that's not an appropriate reaction, but... Sinovic was way off in front of him, so it's not like Sinovic was doing anything to him. He was looking the other way, and all of a sudden, he just gets slapped across the face. Um, what if he did say some stuff to him? What if he was like, yo, you got small feet, and he was like, slap? <laughs> <laughs> Seth seems far too nice of a guy to say or do anything to provoke a reaction like that. Yeah, he's um, very quiet. He's quiet. He's reserved. Man, even after the game, when we were talking to him, he was like, he could tell we all wanted to talk about it and he could tell we all knew it was, you know, a BS call and who knows, he probably thought it was a BS call himself, but he goes, yeah, they told me, um, they told me they didn't have any video to review it. And, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but I guess, you know, I just have to take him at his word for it. If they didn't have any video to review it, then they didn't. And you know, what else can you do about it? And I was like, Seth, like, <laughs> I know you're trying not to get fine, but come on now you can, you can, you know, be a, a little bit stronger. Um, that's what it is you don't want to get fined you want to say as little as possible about the officials because they will slap you with a few thousand dollars worth of money yeah and peter hadn't seen it post game when we were all asking him about it but he he said something like i assume since you're all asking me about it it must have been pretty poor um dude hell peter probably went home and watched it yeah he probably broke stuff probably Probably broke stuff probably slapped somebody himself Probably kicked his dog. I mean, he's probably very upset. <laughs> Printed off a picture of the ref and slapped it. Um, right? Broke his toaster. <laughs> man, even Tim Melia, who never says anything. He's always like, oh, it's on me. Like, it's so great. Blah, blah, blah. Melia said, I don't know how you miss that with VAR. Yeah. Like, e- even Tim said it. So, I don't know. Um with Tim's it's, saves, that God, it's amazing that we we didn't lose that game. You know what I mean? Like he really kept yeah. it alive, and and VAR really could have helped us, and we could have won that game. But bottom line, you get a nil nil draw, and now you gotta you gotta focus on Minnesota and get a little revenge for uh, you know not getting a win out there just a couple weeks ago. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, to answer Darren's question, I think both of us would would keep it, but it's they, they got to do something about the consistency because even a, a, a VAR to VAR officials don't know what to do with the same play, um, and maybe they need to actually just announce decisions on the field to fans over the PA or something like they do in the NFL. Uh, something to at least tell us I'm what the heck is going on. If you're going to add on some added time at the end of the game or, or at the end of the half anyways, I mean, take that into account when you announce your calls and shit. I mean, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it adds what, an extra five seconds? He makes a sign and yeah. goes, you know, after reviewing the play, you know, it, it was determined that the tackle was studs up, was violent conduct, so red card. Yeah. Like, or and we're, after we're reviewing American. the play. Yeah. We're used to that. Euro snobs will hate it. Euro snobs will be like, oh, look at them trying to Americanize things. To which I say, go put your face in a blender. Like, I don't I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, Wasabi, one of our other listeners, um, he wants to know, place your bets. How much trouble will Martinez be in once his slap gets reviewed? So I assume he's oh. talking about fine and or suspension. So what do you think? Both. Both, right? I mean, it's got to at least be one game, doesn't it? Uh, I would think. I mean, Dempsey got an extra game from his, like, almost junk punch against Ja'Cory Hayes. Yeah, um, that was just a little cup check on that one. Yeah. Zlatan didn't get any extra games for his slap. Dude, <laughs> that's because it's Zlatan. And he was like, they were like, hey, we need to suspend you for three games. And he's like. No, you don't. They're like, you're right. No, we don't. <laughs> you're right. We have a national TV game this weekend that you're supposed to play in uh, in Portland. So we're not going to exactly. You. <laughs> he like uses the force. He's like, you're not going to suspend me for more than one game. And they're like, we're not going to suspend you for more than one game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I think he'll he'll definitely get a fine. I have no idea what the fine will be. I don't know that we'll ever find out what the fine will be because I don't know how much Negative. MLS players get fined. Um. But I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a three-game suspension, especially Dude, because make it didn't him, get reviewed. Yeah, I wish they'd make him take like some kind of, uh, oh my god, take some kind of like anger management course. <laughs> make him, <laughs> make him take like a nine-hour, you know, three-week class or something. <laughs> you have to do some community service. Oh, dude, picking trash up off the highway because you acted like trash on the field. So go pick up trash on the highway. I just think it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and and the oh, second thing is, you know what the worst thing is? Is that if you suspended for three games, three teams that are not sporting KC will benefit from it. So, bro, it, it kind of sucks. Know we've both we we've played sports growing up and stuff like that, and I got to tell you, being on the field, I I get frustrated with people, but I've never freaking slapped somebody. Have I pushed somebody? Absolutely, but I've never wanted to slap someone in the face. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, I don't know what goes through your mind where you just are like, I'm going to slap this dude as hard as I possibly can mid-game. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. It it, it doesn't make sense. Um, I, 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 and he's going, he's going to the World Cup too, isn't he? Isn't he on the Panama team? I think he's supposed to be, yeah. Man, oh man. Which showing, I don't, uh, showing great leadership there. I don't know for sure if um, I, I I don't know if those like if he misses games if he can count as those as like his suspension serving games like if he misses games for the World Cup if that counts. Um, oh no, not at all. 
It has I to be not. has to be in the league. Yeah. So I uh I mean funny things happen sometimes. I think Sporting KC did something like that though with Graham Zusi last year. Um so I don't know. There are probably ways to get around it if the league will let you, but I'm I'm not sure if they will or not. Um mm. I don't know. I'm always going to be salty towards that guy now. Like, it's just, uh, he became my least favorite player. I don't know. You're going to slap our hometown hero like that? I don't don't like it. I do not like it either. Um, but let's, let's move on to a, a couple other questions from our listeners about this game. Um, Mansky, our dude, who, by the way, sent us a fantastic email this week. Um, he outlined yeah, a nice email. not only his starting 11 of non-soccer playing uh, players who he thought would be a good soccer team. He did a full 18 and then did a justification for every <laughs> single person. So this dude went above and beyond, uh, had some some very interesting players on there. Well, even had some like professional like disc, uh, like Frisbee, ultimate Frisbee players on there. So he did his research. So he's got all this downtime now that he's graduated. That's right. Which uh, congrats again. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, thanks again. And, and if any of you ever want to email us or have questions or want to follow up about anything that we say on the pod, um, feel free to hit us up. No other pod at gmail.com. Um, but, but Mansky said he loved the debut from Juan Cousin. Uh, wants to know if we have any thoughts about why PV chose him to come on in this game. And that he says it seems like there's been more hype about Jalen Lindsay and he would have expected to see Lindsay debut before Juan Cousin. So uh, I, I don't know. What, did you see anything from, from the, the, the young kid that, uh, that you liked? Well, first of all, is his nickname going to be Coos? Is that what it's going to be? No, it's and I'm not making this up. The Malaysian Messi, so not to oh not to Malaysian get, Messi, not to overhype him, but that's what they call him. No one's calling him Coos because that's a pretty good nickname. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. You need a you need a maybe send him a little tweet, suggest it. I think I will. I'll take Coos him under bros. my wing, sh- show him how to be the best Coos he can be. <laughs> you should uh, you should write a book, how to be the best Coos you can be. Uh, it's a very short book, my friend. That's more of a <laughs> it's more of a paragraph. But uh, he he only, he only got a couple touches. I mean, you could tell he was excited to be in there, and he looked comfortable. And coming on for Roger, that's a pretty big deal for that kid. He's probably like, oh shit, man, I'm I'm replacing this dude who's a good what twelve years older than me. So so you know, ten At years least. older. Yeah. So no, Roger's not thirty yet. What am I saying? Yeah, he's only he like is. 28, right? No. Is he? L- let me look. Hold on. Stop. Roger is not 30 years old. Still time while I look it up. He's 31. I. He is? Yes, sir. He's got some good legs on him. I, I did not know he was 31. And, uh, yeah, Juan Cousin is 19. So 12 years on the dot. Well, there you go. I mean, that's uh, that's got to be a pretty cool feeling, you know, going in. And I think when you're a kid like that, you're kind of excited to be like, you know what? This is a young man's game. I'm going to go show all these old balls what the uh, what the deal is. Is uh, old ball the technical term for someone who's 12 years older than you? Yeah, when you call, yeah, you call them old balls. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, 
It means uh, Demarcus Beasley. What is, what is he then? He's like he's oh, more dude. than old balls. Yeah, mm-hmm. super old balls. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's 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 up there. He's ancient. Um, he's the ancient one. <laughs> the, Doctor Strange. The, the ancient balls. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think it had. I mean, why he debuted this game? I think it probably had less to do with him specifically and more to do with. Jimmy's hurt, and Roger had his leg almost taken off by Higuain earlier in the game and was just getting roughed up all game. And Peter was probably like, just, dude, come out. Like, we don't want you to die on the field. Yeah. Um, right. Jalen's not going to come in because Graham Zeus is going to play every minute this year. <laughs> it seems like it. And I think that's the thing. Is I know people are so excited about Jalen Lindsay, and, and I don't blame them. But Zussi has been so good. I mean, go back and read that American Soccer Analysis article to find out just how good he's been. And and he's there, good. Yeah, there's there's no real space for Lindsay to actually get playing time yet, which is why he's getting more playing time with SPR, which is why they're there. Dude, Zussi was not a right back for the last ten minutes of that game. He was absolutely another winger up there. It was unbelievable. They did some weird stuff at the end of the game because Johnny kind of slid They're into the middle all over. and he almost played as like a number yeah. 10. Um, I didn't like that. It, it it was weird because Kyrie was still in there, but but they brought in Gerso <sighs> and, and then, yeah, Johnny. Teams. Yeah. Teams are fi- figuring out Johnny. They're going to figure out Johnny Russell. They're, they're starting to. There was one play at, at the beginning of the game where he had the ball on the cauldron end of the field. Um, he had two guys on him and he tried to do his little split the defender thing that he's done a few times this year and they shut it down real quick mm-hmm. because they probably someone else has got to step up because everyone's got his number now. Yeah. They, he's not going to be able to split defenders and run and run the baseline like he had or the, the, the touch line like he has. I'm thinking basketball baseline. Uh, <laughs> I call it the baseline. <laughs> um, the, the, not, he's not going to be able to run the touch line like he has in, in games past because they know that's his move. Um, so it's it's tough with it's tough man yeah. he's hot he's our high profile player i mean he really is he he's on he's the face of sporting right now you know tied for the league or the team lead with goals and everything so it's like people are gonna guard the heck out of him yeah for sure and it, it, you know it was him and felipe and with felipe out i think johan is is doing fine um it's just he uh, he's not pulling the strings creatively like felipe could um Bro, people don't like Johan, man. I don't know if you read some stuff, but Kansas City people are not liking Johan right now. Yeah, and I don't like to be honest. I don't know how fair that is after this game because, like, Johan was not the reason we lost that game. Like, nobody was good that True. game. Everyone sucked. So to single out Johan, I mean, three shots on goal. Yeah, three shots on goal says it all. Yeah, to single out Johan is not fair. Um, the only person who didn't suck was Tim Melia. So. <laughs> Um, that's true, and that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, a couple other questions real quick. Um, Ryan Baxter says, we always seem to struggle to break down teams that bunker against us, especially if they are well-disciplined. Is this due to our possession-oriented style, or is it from a lack of creative attacking players? Uh, do you think it's something else? I, I don't know. What do you, What do you think? What, read the first part of that again. 
he basically is saying we always seem to struggle when teams basically bunker or park the bus against us. And and, and why is that? Um, you know, gotcha. Yeah. Um, dude, did they bunker that much? I mean, yeah, they put everyone behind the ball, but instead of just playing possession, they still tried to attack. They tried a little bit. I mean, when you go down a man, um, you're always going to kind of like pull back a little bit because you don't have as much margin for error. But I think that's the thing. And it's not, it's not unique to sport in KC is sometimes depending on the game state going up a man actually makes it harder to find space to score because then they just pack it in and say, okay, well we're already tied. We're down a man. Now we're probably not going to have many attacking chances. Let's try to get out of here with a draw. And that's kind of what they did. Um, their defense is already the best defense in MLS. So I think in this case, it was just a, a you know, I don't think it's due to our possession oriented style. I don't even think it was, I think in this game it was due to a lack of creativity, but I don't think it's because we have a lack of creative players. Like Johnny's fairly creative. Daniel can be creative. Um, I think this game, we just kind of sucked. And Well, it's interesting. You and I said there'd be goals in this game, and there wasn't. It was just a lot of defense and, you know, a strong showing by Timmy. So, yeah, you kind of got to shut up about it. You got to move on and and look forward. Yeah. A couple other questions real quick so we can move on to a couple other topics here, too, and and talk about Minnesota real quick. Um, David O'Neill said, with the summer heat apparently upon us, yes, it is, uh, do you think Vermees will continue to put Gerso on relatively early like he did this weekend, or do you think he'll get back to waiting till the 85th minute? Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? If he'll put Gerso on earlier in games. Sooner than the 85th? Uh, yeah. I mean, personally, I think PV's substitutions are just not able to be predicted because it really just varies from game to game and what he's feeling like. Yeah, true. I mean, Gerso's so fast on the counterattack, but when he tries to go one-on-one or one-on-two, it's like, oh, boy. Jesus, what's going to happen? Yeah. (laughs) Occasionally, he'll be like, oh, that worked out well. And then a lot of times, he'll run by somebody and then, like, try to cross it and then, like, bounces off, like, the near post and just goes out of bounds for a goal kick or something. Um, Yeah, it's so bad. I, I don't... I mean, it's not so bad, okay? He's a professional athlete, so, I mean... I'm not over here saying like, oh, I could do so much better. <laughs> He's great, but he, tactically, there it, there's some things which is like, oh crap, he has the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um. Our our other question is, what games are Johnny and Shallowy going to miss due to international call ups? Um. And does oh, anyone yeah. else feel like we dropped four points over our last two games? That was from Austin Finkeldy. Um. I think we all kind of feel like... Well, you're missing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think regarding the second part of that question, do, does anyone else feel like we we dropped points over the last two games? I think everyone, including Peter Vermees, feels that way. Uh, six. Yeah. Six of them, absolutely. Well, I mean, we got draws. We got two points. But yeah, we should have we should have gotten six total. Um, so we, sh- we should right. have four more points than we do. Um, I think... Johnny is supposed to play with the Scotland national team against Mexico, I think on Saturday. Um, so I think he'll miss the game on. Yes, it's on yeah, Saturday. I think he misses the game on Sunday against Minnesota United. So we'll probably see Jerso start. Um, Hungary. That, that game's prime time too, man. FS one for uh, Saturday yeah, night. It's going to be a good one. Um, and then 
I'm in. Hungary, they play on June 6th and June 9th. Um, at least that's what uh, Google. So will he play on Sunday? I haven't seen anything that explicitly says when he's going to leave. If Peter is smart, which he is, he probably tried to get him to not get called away for that first game, especially knowing Johnny's also leaving and probably tried to push it to only the game um, against Australia on the ninth. Um, True, which we have a game that night too. We do, yes. He's going to miss either both the RSL and Timbers games or just the Timbers game. Um, hopefully just the Timbers game, but I don't know. These these next couple games, yeah, the we, lineup's going to be interesting. You said RSL game. Yeah. We found out who we're, we're playing in the U.S. Open Cup, so that's exciting. Yeah, that, that is an Open Cup game, so that's, that's true. Um, that's a good point. I don't know if Peter will make him miss a fourth-round Open Cup game uh, or, or, or make him stay for a fourth-round Open Cup game. So he's probably going to miss that game and the Timbers game on the ninth. To be honest. Yo, is that next week, the Open Cup game? It is. Next Wednesday. It's Wednesday or Tuesday? Wednesday, June 6th, 9 p.m. Central Time. Well, look at that. We'll get to preview that game and the Portland game. That's exciting. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of and preview. it's late at night, so that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that does suck. Um, although I'll still be in on the West Coast during that time, so it's a little earlier for me, but not a whole lot. Um, but speaking of previews, you want to talk about Minnesota real quick? I mean, I don't think there's much different than than what we talked about a couple weeks ago, but what do you expect to see Sunday when uh, the loons come to Children's Mercy Park? I mean, it's <laughs> it's very, very quick deja vu, man. It's like, didn't we... Uh... Didn't we just do this? Didn't didn't we just talk about Minnesota? So, I mean, I I think the only new thing to talk about is get those points. You have to get those points at home. Get it done. Yeah, I agree. Um, There's really no excuse to not get a win on Sunday. They need a win for momentum's sake uh, because not getting a win against Minnesota at home would look terrible. Um, There's there's just really no excuse. I think they'll do it. I think it'll be like 3-1. So I'm, I'm not, not too worried about it. Um, you, you would hope so. They're, they're going to be fired up. I mean, we say that all the time, but they got to – God, is it supposed to be hot again or is it cooling down? I think it's supposed to be like 90 again. Jesus, what is going on? Um, around the rest of the league, I am not going to go over every game. I'm just going to hit a couple of highlights um, Toronto lost again. They only have 10 points through a third of the season. And uh, someone I know ran some math today. And if they have any hope of making the playoffs, assuming they need to get about 50 points, which is where the cutoff was for the East last year, they'd have to take almost two points a game for the rest of the season, which is basically winning all your home games and drawing all your road games. Um <laughs> That's pretty tough even for Toronto. So I think we're in serious danger of having Toronto miss the playoffs altogether, which is crazy. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and were there any games to you that, that, that stuck out in particular? I don't know, maybe like Houston, New York City. Houston took it to them. 
uh, maybe that drunk ass Vancouver and uh, New England game. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That thing was on crack. They just, I mean, they went up and then they tied it, then they went up again, then they tied it again. It was three three. It it was a goal fest. It was unbelievable. It was very strange. Um, and then our our opponent for Sunday, Minnesota, beat Montreal two zero. Montreal's just really bad, so I don't know that there's anything you can really See, take from that. That's yeah, but Minnesota's really bad, so that's not good when they're scoring goals and they come into our place with confidence after we just had a nil nil stalemate. So it's like, I don't know, man. I'm worried about this home game. I mean, Minnesota's trying to find their feet, and we're just like, I don't know. I don't know what's going. What's going to happen? Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It, it's going to be potentially tough, but I, I I think Sporting KC will be able to handle it. Um, do you have any thoughts, real quick, before we jump to to next week? Uh, maybe talking about a couple games on what you saw from the U.S. Men's National Team on their game on uh, on Monday night. Uh, wow. Uh, not. I mean, it was cool. It was cool to watch some USA soccer again. You got these young kids playing. Man, I, I'm a big Josh Sargent fan playing for Werder Bremen out in the Bundesliga and uh also uh Timothy Weah playing for PSG they they looked really good yeah i mean i don't know how much you can take from it but it's kind of cool to see the young kids um do well even against yeah. a Bolivia B team but it's going to be yeah, the they future they were having fun i mean it looked like they were out there having a good time yeah um i i i think it'll be an interesting four years to watch this team mature so We'll see. Um, they play again against Ireland, I think, um, on yeah, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to watch. Um, we got some midweek games on Wednesday. New England, Atlanta, Philly, Chicago. Oh, yeah. A ton of them. RSL, Houston, LA Galaxy versus FC Dallas. Um, they just played each other, too, not too long ago, so that's a quick rematch. Yeah, there, there's the biggest, the most interesting game of this week slash weekend to me is FC Dallas versus LAFC on Saturday, because that's a pretty big Western Conference game between two teams that are pretty good that might actually affect things with Sporting KC down the road. So that's the the one I'm watching. Um, are you watching that that's one? That's true, but that Wednesday, that Wednesday, New England hosting Atlanta, I mean... New England's had some pretty decent results, and it'd be interesting to see them, uh, you know, stifle Atlanta's attack at home. So it's a possibility. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you never know. It, it'll be a good test for New England. Like for me, it's it's always. I I kind of doubt them because I'm like, how good can they really be? But they keep getting results and surprising me. Um, so. You know, if they can, yes, it's at home. They do. They generally do pretty well at Gillette Stadium. But um, if they can get a, a, a results or, or better yet, a win against Atlanta, I mean, they'll they're going to be well above Philadelphia in that sixth spot um, in the East. So they might actually have a pretty decent chance at at a, a playoff spot come come the end of the season if they keep playing as well as they're playing. That's true. And a lot of uh, heck, a lot of Western Conference games this week. So I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how the table shifts a little bit. I mean, with Portland versus Galaxy, and uh, 
LAFC versus Dallas and even Salt Lake versus Seattle. So Yeah, for sure. Um, the other big MLS news from today, we're recording this on Tuesday, is we now have a new MLS team as FC Cincinnati was officially announced as uh, 24th, I think. Well, technically 25th, I guess, because Miami counts as the 24th, but the They'll be the 24th team to actually play because who knows when the heck Miami will actually end up playing a game. Um, right. Cincinnati's playing next year. Can you believe next that? Next year. And uh, someone asked... Is, is Nashville is Nashville playing next year? That's a good question. When, when is Nashville... I'm trying to look that up real quick. Um... What are you asking Siri over here? <laughs> it's expected that Nashville will begin playing MLS in 2020. So, oh, that's interesting. Well, uh, we're just going to, yeah, but Cincinnati's just going to hop right in. We're going to keep getting uh, expansion teams year after year after year. So, until we have cool. 150 MLS teams. And uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and all our players are taken in the expansion draft. Yeah. Yeah. I swear to God. If they do another freaking expansion draft, I'm going to be pissed. Well, they'll have to. They have to do it. Well, they don't have to. They're MLS. They can change the rules whenever they want to. They well, do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, or at least change the rules for like if you take a player from a team, then you have to pay that team like fair market value for that player. Like Latif for $50,000 was not okay. Like that's just... Still makes me mad. Um, I know. We're heated. We're hot little potatoes about it. I know. We're hot little potatoes might be the name of this episode. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going to slap my boy Seth. I'm about to be a real damn hot potato, all right? <laughs> uh, did, did you see what uh, – so Don, someone asked Don Garber about a potential FC Cincinnati and Columbus Crew SC rivalry in 2019 since they'll be, yeah. oh, hey, look, two teams in Ohio. And and Don goes, if Columbus is in Columbus next year, then certainly. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's Don, reassuring. Hooray. Don, what are you doing? I just, it's so clear how much the league doesn't want Columbus in Columbus. And I don't understand it because literally everyone else does except for pre-court. But and they're playing some of their best football this year, so it's it's really exciting. It's so dumb. But shout out to the Cauldron for holding up all the save the crew signs. Um yeah, that was cool. I even saw like people like Hurt Gomez, who's like an ESPN analyst, former USMNT guy, Seattle Sounder. He's tweeting save the crew stuff. There was a golfer wearing a save the crew hat at a tournament in Ohio today on a PGA Tour press conference. So, nice. yeah. Do you listen to the Max and Herc podcast? I try to. Not every episode, but I try to. Good. You should stop because I feel like it's just <laughs> turning into it's turning into an LAFC podcast because Max is their commentator, and it's like, well, we get it, bro. But you're trying to have an MLS podcast. You've now turned it into an LAFC podcast. I, yeah. I don't get it. Basically, well, Herc just makes fun of him the whole time. Do you hear? Have, did you watch like any of the last LAFC game and hear the commentary between Max and Fernando? Like, 
No, I normally put those games on mute. I'm it, not trying I mean, to hear him. That's a good thing. It was the weird. Everyone was pissed. It was the weirdest experience because Fernando was literally doing like LA FC like chants throughout the coverage, and I'm like, "You're a broadcaster." What? I'm like, "What is going on?" Yeah, it like get a little awkwardly quiet, and all of a sudden you just hear Fernando going LA FC LA. FC. And I'm like, Jesus. what is going on? Like, imagine like Nate Buchanan just starting like Cauldron Chance randomly. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Have, have Nate Buchanan saying they go down like a Tijuana whore, right? Isn't that a chant? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no, but let, I mean, dude, the commentators have to stay somewhat neutral because the MLS live coverage, I mean, don't they? Other teams are going to be watching you. So, I mean. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Max and <laughs> Fernando don't care. And people are like, what is going on? Um, well, Max Max was under fire a couple of years ago, so I still don't like him. <laughs> um, Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, yeah. You can, you can give up. He's a, in trouble for something. Yeah. Uh, but the, the only other MLS-related thing that I can think of right now is um, – Oh, he was racist. He did racist stuff. Oh, he did? Well, that's not good. Don't be racist. Eh, something about Jer- Jeremy Lin. So he made some kind of oh. Chinese joke. Or oh. he, said a, he said a chink He said a chink in the armor He or wrote that yeah, article? That's, I don't really like Max. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. Um, not great. Don't be like that. And don't be like Roseanne. Yeah. Um, don't be racist. <laughs> um, ABC might cancel your show. Um. Oh my lord! That you probably should have had in the bee. first place. <laughs> what a dumb bee! But uh, last MLS-related news: Did you see this gross-looking All-Star jersey that got released? Dude, <laughs> you sent it to me, and I was like, uh, "Did your niece design this? What? What is this?" <laughs> it's not good. It's like plain white, and then it's got just like weird black and red stripes on the shoulder kind of yeah. like like that what the nyc jersey is like that design that's like under the armpit they just like put it up on the sleeve and it looks really bad um yeah, it looks really weird like shoulder pads or something it's uh it's not great uh, someone phoned it in on this one it was it was weird i kind of liked the jerseys last year because it was kind of a throwback to that old u.s uh, men's national team kit but they put like the stars and yeah. the maple leaves on it like it was kind of cool this one, not Those so much. Those are cool. Canada and U.S. combined. Yeah, not not so much this one. Hey, when did they uh, – here's a question for you. When did they stop putting the flags on the jerseys? I mean, I think it happened right after 2014. But, like, they used to have the American flag on the arm sleeve and I think the Canadian flag as well uh, for the Canadian teams. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, have to do wonder, a little who, research on that. Reach out to our, uh, our, our guy who's uh, – He's kind of in charge of like Jersey. Um, oh God, dude, what's his name? He's kind of in charge of the Jersey uh, creation and stuff like that. Oh, you know who I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about, and I'm blanking on Chad. The name. Uh, Chad's his name. Oh, Chad. Yeah, the creative director for Sporting KC. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if he would know. I'll just, I'll just tweet at him right now. He, prob- he probably would know. He's a good person to reach out to. Um, oh, big time. Except one time I didn't know he was the creative director. And I was like, how do you like the new Anthem jackets? And he was like, I love them. And I was like, man, I'm not really a big fan. And he was like, he was like, oh, I'm in charge of designing the jerseys. And I was like, I think it's great. <laughs> and, and, and you turned into a human version of that Homer Simpson backing into a bush gif. 
that was it, dude. I totally blew it. I was like, ah. <laughs> You're like, did I say I hated him? Because I actually love him. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding, bro. Well, uh, we are just over an hour, so I don't want to take up uh, yeah, look at that too much of our listeners' time. But do you have uh, do you have anything else for the people before we let them go for the week? Nothing else. Same old, same old. Ratings and reviews, guys. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the one we got. It feels nice. So yep, keep. Thank it you for up. listening again. This was a fun one. It was a fun one. As always, uh, tweet us at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, at Dan Couser. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email. Be like Mansky, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, let us know if you were in the cauldron and you saw Robert Sabiga taunting you. I'd like to know. Um, yep, he definitely did. Sabiga, you son of a bitch. <laughs> But uh, for Dan, I'm Jimmy. Thanks as always. We'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see ya. Sabiga Rufi. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.